Hi. Tonight's podcast is brought to you by Anchor FM. Anchor FM? What is that? Anchor FM is a podcasting platform. Anchor FM lets you record, edit, and distribute your podcast. It's used by some of the most popular podcasts that you listen to and many that you don't. Here at Bloodfest the Podcast, we use Anchor FM to distribute our podcast. When we upload our episode into their app, they immediately make it available via an RSS feed on on Spotify, as well as several other podcast platforms. With a little extra work, you can take that RSS feed and send it on to any podcast platform you like, or send people the RSS feed link directly. Put it on your website. Put it in your email. Carry it in your shoe. Get lost in the snow with it. Anchor FM. It's the greatest way to make your podcast. If you want to make a podcast, download the Anchor FM app or get out there on the internet and go to anchor.fm. Anchor.fm. Download that app at whatever podcast or whatever app store you like or go to www.anchor.fm. Hello, and welcome back to Bloodfest, the podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Y'all know me, know what I do for a living. I'm joined tonight in studio by Joey. Joey, how's it going? It's going great. Uh, Getting over being sick with a plague of some sort, but doing really good. I'm very excited about uh, tonight's podcast. Outstanding. We're also joined live via satellite by Josh. Josh, how's everything going in Kansas City land? Hey, uh, doing okay. Um, Surrounded by sickness. Haven't got it yet. Not really excited about anything, so we'll see if that changes. Right. And as always, there's Casey. Casey, what's going on? Hey, guys. How's it going? Not uh, not too much going on here. I'm uh, just happy to be here. All right. So listen, for everybody out there listening or watching at home, we have a super special surprise tonight. Later in the show, we're going to be joined by the amazing, talented Sarah Lind star of television and movies. Her upcoming film, A Wounded Fawn, will be on Shudder starting next month. You also might know her from Jacob's Wife, The Humanity Bureau, The Exorcism of Molly Hartley, or VHS, the series. She's going to join us later, so be sure to stick around for that. Uh, Before that, though, we're going to talk about a little movie that is, well, it's the strangest remake of Home Alone that I think I've ever seen. It's called Becky. Becky, starring Lulu Wilson and Kevin James. So, guys, we've all seen Becky. What do you guys think of it? It's all right. It's uh, I've watched it a couple times. Um, it's uh, like you said, it's kind of like a, a, a Home Alone reimagining, but out in the the wilderness. Um, it's got some awesome kills. Uh, excellent performance from uh, Kevin James, which you wouldn't. You know, he plays a, a real evil dude in this uh, who kills people, and it's not something you'd normally see Kevin James or, or Paul Blart do. Um, so, so that was kind of weird, but yeah. he did really good. Yeah, you don't expect the Nazi king of Queens, do you? So actu- right. actually, so this is actually interesting. 
So Kevin James got kind of slid into this movie at the last moment because the the actor who was cast for the role had to back out due to scheduling conflicts, and it kind of blew my mind. That Nazi character was supposed to be Simon Pegg. <laughs> wow. Yeah, can you imagine Sean? Sean of the Dead playing a brutal Nazi trying to I, kill a I, kid? I can't imagine that. I, in fact, I... Funny enough, I just uh, rewatched Son of the Dead just uh, yesterday, which is just a brilliant movie. It's yeah, well, now when you watch it, imagine theory. that Sean's a Nazi. I I, yep. I couldn't. <laughs> Change everything. I, I couldn't at all. So, I Josh. Mean, yeah, Simon Pegg in that role, don't see it. <laughs> Josh, what do you think of Becky? You hate this one, right? Yeah, it's it's just one of those films where you, you just go in knowing that you're going to be disappointed, and then you get done with it, and... You don't even know why you went to see it in the first place. It just just messes up your whole reality. <laughs> no, it's what? Geez, I don't know. I tried my best to keep that together. <laughs> I I got this movie like not barely watching a trailer. I knew it was going to be great. Um, just seeing you know Kevin James being a bad guy was awesome. And like you guys said, it's kind of like what Home Alone should have been because you know those guys in Home Alone should have died like six times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. So this is a little bit more realistic, even though it's not realistic at all. I, I, so I would say well, it, it could be. I guess. Yeah, it it doesn't get that far afield from from reality. There's no, you know, you know what? Nobody shows up to kung fu the killers unexpectedly and do a diss track about them. So I, I feel like it still stays, you know, within the real world if, if pushing at the edge of it. So for for everybody listening out there, spoiler alert! Uh, be alert! We will spoil. Um, I don't know. So, <laughs> so the, the quick synopsis of the movie is that uh, Joel McHale, Jeff Winger from Community, is a recent widower, and he's taking his daughter, Becky, um, out to the family cabin. It's a nice house out in the woods. Um, she thinks it's just for a little vacation, but really it's so he can spring on her the news that he's getting remarried and that his, his new fiance and her son are there. And Becky is totally, totally opposed to the idea of her dad getting married again. She's not over her mom's death by any means. She's got some, she's got some behavioral issues. We, we see that she's grumpy and a little mean and she likes to shoplift. So, you know, normal preteen early what 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 do you think is she supposed to be like 12 13 like she's like preteen yeah. early teen something like that probably i'd say maybe she's closer to like maybe 14 14 okay yeah. okay yeah so a normal kid really and she of course gets angry at the whole thing and takes off to her her uh treehouse in the woods and while we're getting all of that set up we're interspersed with Kevin James as a neo-Nazi and his little crew of Nazis pulling their prison break, um, taking over the, the transport port van they're on. Um, they kill a family in order to, to get a car, and they show up at the, at the Winger residence. Um, they're there for a key. What's the key open? We don't know. It's, it's a MacGuffin in the classic sense. It's something that people are willing to kill for. It doesn't really matter what it is. And their major mistake is not being prepared for Becky. And the movie becomes very much Home Alone. It is her building 
uh, improvise traps and booby traps and using whatever is around her to take out Nazis. It doesn't always go perfectly well for her, but she does a damn good job of it. Um, it is pretty brutal. There's a lot of eye violence. Um, there's one scene that I would say is Lucio Fulci levels of eye violence. And if you're like me and don't like eye violence, it's hard to take. In fact, I'm creeping myself out by saying eye violence so much. <laughs> so here's my question, guys. What do we love about this film? What do we not like about this film? What works? What doesn't work? You know, to, to me, I love the eye violence. Oh, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it's one of those movies that you, you're really rooting for her. Uh, you know, she's going for revenge. I wasn't. You, you root for her. Well, okay, after they kill the dog, so they do, and that's a, that's another another trigger warning there, that she has two dogs, two Kane Corsos, beautiful animals, uh, absolutely lovely dogs, and the Nazi fuckers shoot one of them dead, and then, less important, they kill her dad. Um, so she she is she's not just protecting herself she's also getting revenge at that at that point yeah 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 so Josh what are your thoughts on this yeah it's just um kind of going back on what you said it's it's it it it's like a survival slash revenge movie um not not quite as graphic as you know I spit on your grave but it kind of takes it whole they've taken away from her so she takes it back. I mean, it's just you—you you know that it's not going to end well for the bad guys, but yeah. you still watch it because you yeah. want to see how they, you know, get you know dispersed of. It, so it could have. There, there was a, a time in the film where I thought this could take a really dark, dark turn. It could end with Becky dead. It really could have. It doesn't go there again. Spoiler warning. Um, but it could have. It, it you feel enough peril in in it. Um, it's it's structured in such a way that you're not sure. You might have you might have accidentally instead of home alone, you might have accidentally gotten a ticket for the wild bunch, right? I mean, maybe everybody's dead, bleeding out at the end. Well, I want to agree with you, but they made the mistake of starting the movie with, yeah, I just did all this. That's true. That's I true. I hate it when movies do that. Yeah. Because of course she made it. Yeah, but, that's true. I mean, you didn't know how well she was going to make it through. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I hate. Yeah. I cannot yeah. understate the fact that I hate that so much. So maybe we just chop that off. Maybe that's what we do. Is like a director's cut. Yeah, let's get the rights to the movie, and we will make one change. We'll just take out that, that scene at the beginning, right? So, Casey, what are your feelings on it? Um, I mean, I, I like the gore in it. I thought uh, the uh, the traps were uh, very clever. Yeah, ingenious. Um, there were some things, you know, that were, were weird to me. Like you mentioned the key. Like it never – went into any details of what that key was for, what the, mm -hmm. how they knew it was there, I think was another thing. I think they had to have put over. it there. I think they had to have put it there. And, um, and then also it was really strange that she just so happened to find it. Like it was up on a ledge in the basement where it was dark. You can't even see anything up there. And somehow she's just like, uh, hey, what's this? I just thought that was weird. Uh, but, but, but kids, but kid, kids <laughs> dig around and stuff, man. Like yeah. hunting for treasure. And honestly, you get the feeling that her family's had this this house out here like her entire life, probably spent every summer there. So she's had tons of time to just explore, investigate, what have you. And she's clearly the type of kid who's going to explore. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And uh, the uh, you know the actress uh, Lulu Wilson, she uh, 
Um, she she did really great, and she's in um, some other horror movies too, uh, like uh, uh, Ouija: uh, Origin of Evil, uh, which was an excellent sequel to a crappy first movie. <laughs> um, and then she was in one of the Annabelle Annabelle Creation, I think, um, which was really good. Um, but yeah, I like her a lot. She does a really good job. Um, and then Joel McHale too. You know, he's generally a, a comedic actor as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So he was also serious in his role and did a really good job too. Um, but yeah, so, you yeah. I mean, I, I like. You don't expect McHale, honestly, in a in a horror yeah. film or an action film. I mean, he's got the. He's a big guy. He's a muscly guy. You could see him slid into an oh, yeah. action role, but he, he comes off as the kind of the goofy, likable guy. So yeah, you don't see it. You don't. You don't. Right. What, what the hell yeah, is Joey doing? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about him being. You mentioned he's a, a muscly guy. That was yeah. uh, Deliver Us from Evil. He was in that, wasn't he? Mm, I don't I, know. I think he was. Yeah. Yeah, he was, and I remember he was like a cop or something that, and okay. that was the first time I'd seen him. Like, yeah, he was really, really buff. Other than uh, other than Community, you mean? Right. Well, yeah. actually, no, I didn't watch Community. So what? No, I what? only saw like maybe one one episode. Oh man, you are missing out. You're That's missing a great out. Show. There's a there's mm-hmm. a great episode with a Nazi. Yeah, yeah, it was a really good. Huh. The, the trampoline episode. Yeah, yeah, really good show. So Josh, you watch Community, don't you? Oh yeah, no, yeah. I haven't gotten through all of it yet, but I probably about season three or four. You only so you, season one through three. Do not watch season four. That's the gas leak year. We do not watch it. And then you, oh and then seasons five and six are you can you don't have to. They're not required. There's some good stuff in there, but it's not necessary. See, seasons one through three is perfect dark. You just three is the one that has the episode with the dice game, right? Yes. Like rolling the dice. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That's that's the last season that I saw, and that was yeah. fantastic. I yeah. That, that yes. Yeah. It's outstanding. Outstanding. So, I thought we could talk a little bit about what our favorite parts of the movie were, because for me, my absolute favorite part of the movie is not when they cut off Kevin James' eye, because I mm. really, really wanted to die when they did that. Jesus Christ! But my my favorite two things happen at the end of the movie. So she has – Becky has built a fire outside, and the Nazi is there across the fire from her, and he's telling her, just give up. I don't want to hurt you, Becky. And she picks up a fucking super soaker. And, and you know, in my mind, I was like, why the hell does she have a super soaker? What is, what is this? And she gives a great line, but I want to hurt you bad. And then she sprays gasoline from that super soaker through the fire onto him and just lights him up. I thought that was absolutely brilliant in every way. I thought her delivery of the line was perfect. I thought that the ingeniousness of that, of her, this kid figuring out, oh, yeah, I can make a flamethrower with this just by having the fire there. I thought that was perfect. And then the character Apex, who is the mountain of a man, and God, he's familiar, but I cannot think of who that actor is or where I've seen him. Do we know him from something? I he he looks familiar to me too, but no, I don't. Uh, I didn't look up to see what what else he's. Yeah, from. he's he's from something. He's like he reminds me of a uh, Richard Kyle who played uh, Jaws in a couple of James Bond yeah. movies. That that guy, yeah, he reminds me of him, honestly. But when he's like he refused to kill Becky earlier because he doesn't want to kill kids anymore, and he's walked away, and then he shows up at the end to kind of help her. 
and he's given his whole speech about, I know I can't make up for what I've done, but maybe maybe there's some redemption, and she shoots him and kills him. Yeah, I, that was awesome. Fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. That, I laughed that That was loud. actually, that was my favorite scene. Yeah, I, um, yeah that was amazing. All right, so guys, where do we where do we rate Becky on a scale of zero to five or nine to seven or whatever? Mm, I would have to go with probably a four. I really liked it a lot. Four out of five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd, I'd probably go with a four. Just very very gruesome scenes. I mean, the whole eyeball scene, which is oh my god, that was so crazy. <sighs> Yeah, that was so terrible. so cringy. Okay, when she gets the guy, so she she gets some fishing line out on the on the dock, and she she makes a trip wire. So the guy's coming after her. <coughs> Excuse me, COVID. He oh yeah, twice. He trips and goes onto a board with nails sticking out of it. When he's getting up, she whacks him with another board with nails sticking out of it. Sends him into the water, and then she, like, backs the boat motor into him to take him down. I mean, that is delicious. That's, that's, honestly, Bruno Maddie never did better. Yeah, and speaking of, uh, somebody mentioned I Spin in a Grave, that, that kind of harkens back to that movie. Yeah, actually that I mean, does, that. yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, hold on, we're getting a funny message from somebody. What is this? Uh. Someone's mic randomly gets staticky. Uh, you hear that? Kind of I do hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Who is it? Somebody mute. I was going to say it's Josh. Is it Josh? Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can mute it. Okay. Not Josh. Let me mute mine. Yep. yep it's Casey. Casey. What is that? Yep. Yeah, there what is. is. What's hold weird on. is it just oh, random. Hold on a second. You got an airplane oh, in the kitchen or something? Actually, actually, I have a space heater on. I forgot to turn off. Let me see if that's it. You bastard! That was it. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Well, well crap. Eater. Ah. Okay. Well, we I gotta start that, over. Yeah. Whatever. We gotta start over. No, yeah. No. Yeah. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, <laughs> for once, it is not us with the audio. <laughs> exactly. It's not Nate and I. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's a good change. But, but let me ask you: Did it just start, or has it? It been was just. Time? It was just cut in and out. So I I didn't notice it until he said something. It's, you, you probably it was probably cutting in and out because I I was muting my mic every time I wasn't talking. Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense then. Yeah. Well, I'm just happy for once our audio is great. You say that until we yeah, play it back. <laughs> it's gonna turn out we've got like just the sound of a cat yowling for some reason. I don't know. So, Josh, how do you hey. rate Becky? Oh, strong four. I mean, it was, it's it's definitely gonna get watched <laughs> multiple times. I just the whole. Th- yeah, the, the the plot. I mean, the plot was thin enough to where you don't really have to do a lot of thinking about it, but it wasn't so thin that it didn't make any sense at all. Like like what Casey said with the key, it was like you know you can kind of forgive them for that, but at the same time there was not a lot of information there. So I don't feel like you. I don't feel I like you need about it. Yeah, as so much, but some I'm, people would. I'm a hundred percent with with Hitchcock on this. It it it's your MacGuffin. It's the it's the Pulp Fiction briefcase. It's the Maltese Falcon. It, what is it? It doesn't matter. As long as someone's willing to kill for it, that's all you need to know. I mean, what, what is Harry wrote from Scarsdale trying to find in that blind lady's apartment? Really, what is it? Does it matter? Does anyone here get that reference? It's wait until dark. That's my man. That's <laughs> my man. 
Harry Rope from Scarsdale was the creepiest motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, they don't they don't rank it very high now just because of everything that's out now, no. but it is one of the scariest scenes of yeah. all time. Yeah. Oh man. When he oh. jumps out of the dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Spoiler. Love that movie. What yeah. did you say well, this is again? Wait until dark. Wait until dark. So a blind woman's husband is away, and there's something in her apartment, and a man named Harry Rote comes to get it. It could have so, easily been a giallo. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. This the Audrey Hepburn movie? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I watched a trailer of it for yeah. this. But, uh, oh. Yeah, it did look interesting. But oh, it's absolute, it. absolute classic. Yeah. Yeah, absolute classic. And, she, and uh, yeah, okay, and that actually is a, a good pairing with this. Because she uses her wits to try to survive, doing doing things like realizing that she doesn't need light to see, he does, so she takes out the lights to give herself a leg up, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Now, again, spoiler alert, she's blind. You don't find that out until the very end. It's one of those... <laughs> it's not on the box or anything. Yeah. Surprise! She was blind all along. It's like actually, if you've seen the movie uh, Hush, that, yep, that's I was actually, thinking of that movie. That is a, that's kind that. of a reimagining of Wait Until Dark. Yeah, yeah, that's a really yeah, good film. Good. Yeah, big big fan of that one too. Yeah, I guess I like movies where a woman ha- is differently abled in some way, and people try to kill her. I don't know. Maybe that says yeah. something bad about me. As long as she comes out on top, then I'm, I'm on board. I like it when she comes on top. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you knew we'd have at least one of those. <laughs> All right. So, no, I didn't give. Oh, this movie was my idea. I would rate Becky a strong. I was gonna say four, but honestly, it can't be unanimous. So four point one. <laughs> four point one. It. It honestly, I. I saw a lot of. Pretty mediocre reviews of it, and honestly, I think they're they're wrong. It's Becky is a character that I like. Um, I, I get that she's doesn't seem like a nice kid, and you're left at the end thinking he's gonna have some problems, and it might turn out badly for other people who don't deserve it. But still, I like her, and she's fighting Nazis. So honestly, she could be a total sociopath. I don't care. Um, yeah. Nazis are ontologically evil. You can do anything you want to them, and it's not wrong. You know, I, I think the one thing that just surprised me the most about the movie, when, when the movie came out and I saw Kevin James was going to be in it, I, I was very skeptical. Because Kevin James is a comedian. And, and not a and, good comedian. And so <laughs> I, I was like, this is obviously just going to be complete trash. And I was actually very impressed of the way he was able to portray a villain. Like, I, I didn't expect that kind of performance out of Kevin James. and It, it just blew me out of the water. He just, he killed it. Literally. Yeah, yeah, honestly, this is the first good good thing I've seen him in. Like, the only other time I've enjoyed something Kevin James was in was uh, that show King of Queens when Patton Oswalt was trying to get fired from it. So he started playing statue in every scene. (laughs) Are you guys aware of that? Uh, I've never watched not. They would not let Patton Oswalt out of his, his contract. And he wanted off the show, so he decided that every time he was on camera, if he uh, if he was not actively speaking, he would stand stock still, not move, not blink. So if you watch the show toward the end of the run that he was in, whenever he's there, you just see him in the background like this. 
weird. Wow, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's good stuff. Good stuff. So now I want to see Patton Oswalt play like a really terrifying character. Yeah. Yeah. One 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 thing I do remember reading a lot of negativity about was just like how short Kevin James was. So like he didn't look scary. But that I think that's why they gave the, the other dude in the, yeah, in the group. Apex. He was really huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so it was, you know, making up for that, I guess. But um but yeah, that was a lot of the criticism I heard besides him being a, yeah. a comedian. Yeah, see, I don't think the Okay, so I don't I don't watch a lot of like uh MMA type stuff, right? But the other night my wife was looking at some stuff online and she saw a clip of a the start of an MMA fight and she watched it and she's like, Oh god. So she's like, Here, watch this. So she shows it to me and it shows the first guy and he's fucking ripped. I mean like muscles everywhere. And he's he's getting ready for the fight and he's going, Ah, ah like that right and then the camera cuts to the other guy can you do that for the rest of the episode yes <laughs> cuts to the other guy who's quite a bit shorter and looks a little pudgy and he's like this <laughs> he's looks bored and I said oh pudgy guy's gonna murder that other dude that this is gonna be nothing and she's like okay you saw it too other dude just comes running and pudgy guy falls <laughs> down gets up goes boom gets him down and just pounded him and then the uh, ref comes over and's like uh uh-uh, uh stop stop cuz the other dude no longer knew he was in a fight or who his parents were I'm like yeah so i mean i don't care if the guy is short he could still yeah, be terrifying i just think you should do mma fight recreations more often like this very, very entertaining <laughs> our next podcast will be just that just that for three Let's hours. For three hours, I'll do my war face. <laughs> what the hell? Okay. All right, guys. So that's Becky. What else do we want to talk about until our guest gets here? Well, you want to take a short break, and then we'll get into some recent buys that we got. All right. All right. We'll be right back. We'll be back. So, guys, tonight's episode is brought to you by Coke Zero. Coke Zero, when you want exactly zero of the flavor of Coca-Cola. I know I've done that joke before, but I couldn't think of anything to do with cookie dough bites. So, and that's all I had over here. So, guys, have you guys seen Anti-Birth with Natasha Leone? Nope. Anybody? Nope. No? No? I don't think so. Oh, my God. I watched that uh, today. That movie is it's 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 Cronenberg esque. It's got some serious body horror going on, uh, some monstrous motherhood type stuff. Um, it's got well, I don't want to give away too much. Um, it's it is psychedelic and trippy and weird. Natasha Leone turns in a an amazing performance. You guys, I assume you guys are big fans, right? Natasha Leone. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she, I, yeah, she, yeah. I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff. Like I definitely remember her from the American Pie movies. That's primarily where I've seen her. Oh, no, Russian um, Doll. See Russian Doll. She was she in Days and Confused too, right? I have no idea because I don't watch comedies, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think she was. Maybe, maybe she was. I've never remember. seen those American Pie movies. Good God. 
Those are great. How have you not seen Days and Confused? That's like one of the greatest movies. I watch creepy, gory, weird stuff or stuff that makes you want to kill yourself. That's what I like. I like depressing. I like horrific. That's what I like. So how do you know Days and Confused wouldn't have that effect on you? All right, all right, all right, all right. He's yeah, McConaughey, I don't think she right? No, I don't think she was. No. I don't Russian, Russian Doll, or uh, All About Evil. All About Evil. The Peaches Christ movie. Yeah, yes. The Russian that. Doll. That's the TV show, right? Yeah, it's a it's Is a that, miniseries. It looks good. Yeah, it's a time loop thing, but it's a weird time loop thing, and it's yeah, it's outstanding. She's outstanding. And then uh, Angie Birth also has Chloe Sevigny, and I'm a big fan of Chloe Sevigny. Uh, you probably know her from Kids. Um, American Psycho. Uh, yeah, Kids was the first one I seen her in. Man, that movie is something else. Oh, God, that, I yeah. hate that. I hate that movie. I hate fucking Harmony Korine. I hate everything about Harmony Korine. <laughs> Do you want to know why what? I hate that movie? Well, I'll tell you why I hate that movie. That movie would be fine, except that movie very much, much wants you to feel bad for Casper because at the end you think he's probably got AIDS, and it, it, everything about the way it's presented is made to make you feel for him because he just got AIDS. He just got AIDS by raping her. Yeah, no, he I definitely raped never felt bad her. about him. Yeah. No, I, I right. want him to die a horrible death. I hate Harmony Kareem. Yeah. I hate everything he's ever done. I hate that movie. You don't like Spring Breakers? I haven't watched it. We talked about this. Yeah. We talked about this. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I hate him. I just, I, I despise him. I think he's just the worst sort of nihilist. As opposed to the good kind of nihilist. Lars von Trier, I think, is a nihilist, but he's a nihilist with something to say. You guys are all big fans of Lars von Trier, right? Joey, you love Lars von Trier's movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what, what, which one would you say is your favorite? Melancholia, maybe? Or or uh, Antichrist? Or Nymphomaniac? Nymphomaniac is a really great one, yeah. yeah have you seen you it? Probably, you no. probably actually would like Nymphomaniac. You would like Nymphomaniac. Well, actually, no, I'm sorry. No, Nymphomaniac is, is deeply troubling and depressing but if he watched it on mute so it's just all of the sex and then there's a sequel yeah yeah well it's two parts it's nymphomaniac volume one and volume two it's yeah it's, it's actually like a like a six hour movie two parts do you ever see breaking the waves one of his earlier ones oh that movie is so depressing that would dancer in the dark with bjork yeah i awesome. have that on dvd but i haven't watched on it yet DVD. Well, you haven't seen it? You should watch it. Oh, it's I know, depressing. I know it's supposed to make you feel really bad about yourself. Yeah, that's what Lars von Trier does. You've seen Antichrist. Mm. So Antichrist mm. is probably his most uplifting film. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That says something, and not anything good. So what? I, I watched maybe like 30 minutes of Antichrist, and I just didn't... Care for it, so I oh, it, it just off. it just gets darker yeah. and darker as it goes. Oh, I, I think God. I was kind of the same boat. I started it, got into it, and then ended up turning it off. It's it's two people punishing each other in the most intimate ways possible. It's just it's amazing. It's amazing. Love that movie. See, that's what I like. I like movies that are dark, movies that are meaningful, and movies that are crazy. If I, if I wanted to laugh, I'd listen to you, idiots. What? We're not funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And it goes completely silent. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Insert cricket noise here. So, 
guys got any uh, any interesting buys? Anything exciting that's coming up that you're excited about? Anything interesting yeah. you watched? Well, we got, uh, you know, Black Friday was upon us, so mm-hmm. we got the big Vinegar Syndrome uh, Black Friday sale, and then Severin and, and Arrow, and you name it, all yeah. of them were having sales. Um, I was going to buy, you know, maybe a handful of things from the Vinegar Syndrome sale, but I ended up buying, uh, actually in the end, 12. I added another one on today. Um, that's the beauty of Vinegar Syndrome, though. They let you... Uh, add on to your order so you can make separate orders and then just yeah. choose add to existing sell order and then they don't charge you extra shipping or anything so that's that's cool but uh i grabbed a a handful of the uh, partner labels that i was looking at uh, probably nothing fantastic like raw nerve i haven't heard anything great about it but i still think it looks interesting from the the trailer and uh, devil rider and uh, private chat i've seen that before that's a really good mo- movie um and then uh, Shiva Baby, that's an excellent yeah, movie. Yeah, so I need I to get that, that one. I, I I do need to pick that one up. And then you'd mentioned the lost films of Herschel Gordon Lewis. Yeah. And they, they have a slip. A slip, slip yeah. for it. So you could you could buy the slip extra, you know, by itself yeah. if you already have the movie. But I didn't, so I went ahead and bought the movie with the slip. Um, and then I heard some talk about uh, – I was watching some YouTube videos on the top – uh, recommendations and I, a lot of people said a woman's torment and the climax of blue power were good. So those are adult. I think they're adult titles, um, but people seem to talk them up. So I picked those up. So I'm going to end up, I wasn't going to get it because it's not one that excites me, but I'm going to have to buy invisible maniac because I'm getting a slip cover for it. So it turns out yeah. that they're, they're a uh, uh, April fool's day gag that I sent in the six bucks for is a lenticular slip for that movie. So yeah, I guess I'll have yeah. to pick up the movie now. So I'll... it's a, that's a, they knew what they were doing. That's, yeah. that's a perfect way to rope you in. Uh huh. I mean, but even so, you know, even if you didn't end up buying the movie though, I'm sure those slips are going to sell on eBay for a time. Oh yeah. 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 But I don't re- I almost never resell my stuff. I, you know, yeah, I, I don't usually it. either. I mean, if it's stuff that I, I, you know, I've got uh, one little shelf of things that, I, I want to sell not to resell, but just because I didn't care for them. Yeah. Um, but I usually so resell stuff. To the Severin sale, I I got on instantly to pre-order uh, Four Flies on Gray Velvet um, because I'm a huge Argento fan. That that one's been like impossible to find in a in a good edition forever. Mm-hmm. They're finally getting it in 4K, so that's going to be amazing. The the set looks great. Um, I had to have that, and then I also picked up. I'm gonna forget the name of it. But it's actually a TV show. There are only like six episodes that exist, one-hour horror movies. But I want it specifically because it contains the last movie Mario Baba directed. Hmm. So I feel like what, the name of it is one-hour horror movies. Or you can't remember the name. Of no, it? I, I'm blanking on the name. Hold on, just a second though. I can tell you in just like literally just yeah. a second here. Um, where is it? Yeah. Oh, it's called The Devil's Game. The Devil's, Devil's Game. Game. Yeah, yeah, I heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I had to get that. And then, um, it, not right now, but coming up this week, Second Sight will have for pre-order the 4K limited edition of George A. Romero's Martin. And that's that's the holy grail as far as I'm concerned. So I don't even – I'm not even going to look to see what it costs when I order it. I'll just order it. I don't care. It can be a thousand bucks. I'm sure it would be like probably 60 bucks. That's generally what, what second, sets go Yeah, for. second sight stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think I think like their their big box of drive was like 70. 
Yeah. yeah. They, they put out really good stuff. Like I got yeah. the witch uh, and that was an excellent set. Yeah. Uh, and then of course the, the original Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got that one. 4K yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I forgot that I, I did make an order with Severin too. I wasn't going to, cause I didn't, I didn't really want to pay 55 bucks for one movie, but uh, and I honestly, I haven't seen four flies on gray velvet. I've just heard a lot about it and I know it's, it's kind of a part of a, it's a it, trilogy. Uh, it's the, the trilogy. animals trilogy. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, so I've got the other two, so I might as well get that one. Um, and then, of course, to get free shipping, you had to spend a hundred bucks. So I might as well add, you know, some more to it. So I bought Grizzly, mm-hmm. uh, Devil Hunter, and Black Candles. See, I thought um, about which, I thought about picking up the Five Days because that's another Argento, and it's one I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. But it's not a horror film, and I honestly, I will get it eventually. But it's not as big a deal to me. But now, Josh, I know you're as big an Argento fan as I am. Yeah. Not fifty-five dollars for a movie as big of a fan. It's but worth it. What did you pay? What did you pay for the Warriors? Shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Touche. Just saying. I think I spent a hundred bucks for the Wicker Man. It's been yeah. over a hundred. It's been over a hundred for Dawn of the Dead. Okay, let yeah, me let I mean, me fix it. A fifty-five dollars for a movie I haven't seen yet. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, and see, really, the the biggest reason I went ahead and did it was because they said on there that it was only going to be available. Yeah, it says, please note, this item will be available only during the Black Friday sale. Mm-hmm. It will not mm-hmm. be sold elsewhere. So I assume that after the sale's over, unless they're lying, unless they're being deceitful here, that they're going to pull this off their site. Yeah, I and bet there will be a, like a standard edition. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so I was like, well, you know, I've heard a lot of good stuff about it. I've heard some bad stuff too. But if I'm going to, you know, my other Argento stuff is like the special edition. So I was like, well, I might as well get this one in special edition too. And I think I paid, you know, around 40 or something a piece for the other one. So. Yeah. It's not honestly. Okay. I look at it this way. I'm, I'm a little older. So when VHS first came out, if you wanted to own a movie on VHS, you weren't getting it for less than 200 bucks, sometimes 300 bucks, right? Because yeah. they, they were they were for rental, and so they were sold at that price for rental stores to buy and make money renting, but you could buy them, but you paid full price. Um, th- then Laserdisc came out, which was better than VHS, but was a big deal because it was only like 50 to 70 bucks for a Laserdisc to get a movie. So and that's and understand that's like nineteen eighty seven dollars or something. So that's insane that's in today's dollars. Yeah. yeah. So now, yeah, we've been spoiled by twenty dollar Blu-rays. But when I see fifty five bucks for something in a really great edition that I really, really want, it's not that much. It's been it's been worse. I mean, not that I ever spent that much for a VHS. I was a little kid and my parents would have murdered me if I tried. Right. But still, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, it's, and if it's something that you're going to watch repetitively, you know, maybe one, even if it's just once a year, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, I mean hell, you go to the theaters anymore, and it's you know, it could be like twenty bucks for a ticket, depending on what theater you go to. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, oh yeah, you know, Joey just lost his mind streaming. for twenty eight bucks for a for a, a movie ticket and a popcorn. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, that was insane. I mean, it that was a great movie. Realize games. how much I didn't want movies anymore. Or um, movie theaters anymore. I, I haven't I, been there since then. It's like I do I if it's it. the right. I do if it's the right thing. I went and saw Dawn of the Dead in 3D. I would do something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, did, I did. I that. almost went to see Suspiria whenever it came through town. 
Went and saw. Yeah, I honestly, I wish, I wish I had done that. I, I missed out seeing that. Um, honestly, I, I went and saw Barbarian. I thought it played really well in the theater. There's some things that I feel like you need to see in the theater, but a lot of the stuff that really is supposed to be on the big screen doesn't appeal to me that much. I mean, I'm kind of done mm-hmm. with Marvel. I'm mostly done with Star Wars. That kind of thing's not really doing it for me anymore. Most of the movies I like are lower budget, smaller movies anyway. I mean, nobody nobody spends a hundred million dollars to make a a big horror movie, so. Right. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. The the price of the popcorn is really what kills you when you go yeah. to theaters. Most of the like the the tickets themselves, at least here in our theater locally, is actually pretty cheap. But yeah, the, yeah. If, if you even get just a drink, it's like seven eight bucks. Oh for yeah. A, yeah. a medium insane. drink. That's so stupid. Yeah, you've got to bring your own popcorn with you. Yeah, that's what we we don't bring popcorn, but we'll sneak candy in all yeah. the time. So. Yeah, yeah. I like to keep a, a bowl of cream corn. A bowl of cream I corn. I like to bring. I like to see that a fully it's cooked nasty. turkey. Sometimes I take a take a rotisserie chicken. That's good. That's good. <laughs> a large pizza. Yeah, yeah. By one of those like those like what are they like? Four foot long Hershey bars or whatever you can buy. <laughs> the giant Toblerone. <laughs> Stick it down your pants so I don't see it coming in. Stop staring at me, ladies. I'm going to the movies. Hey guys, our guest is gonna. Our, our guest just messaged me. She's gonna be on in just a few minutes, so we're getting ready for her to get here. Um, so for everybody who's been hanging out, listening to the episode, getting ready. And for most of you who have been hitting that, like, 15 seconds ahead button over and over and over again to get to the point where our guest is here. I have, but hasn't done anything. (laughs) Very soon, (laughs) we'll be joined by a very special guest. So listen to us, listen to us rant just a little bit longer, and then she'll be here, all right? Okay, so now we just set silent. Back to Toblerone down your pants. Yeah, you put Toblerone down your pants. (laughs) That's honestly, it's the way you do it. I... I cracked up the other day. Some somebody posted online. I think it's on Reddit. Um, their roommate, while high, discovered that you could order a custom Toblerone. So they did it and then forgot about it until it showed up. And it showed up. And what it says is just Toblerone misspelled, like terribly, like TT Blaroni Mom or something. And I don't know why, but I laughed for 15 minutes looking at that thing. <laughs> You know what's? I don't even. What, what is a Toblerone? I don't even know what that is. I don't know. It's a. It's an expensive candy. Hey, here comes our guest. Let her in. Chocolate. Hello. Hi, Sarah. It's nice to have you here with us. Can you hear us okay? Wow. Can you hear um, us okay? Ah, they're okay now. I have oh. my computer on mute. Hi. 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 Hey. So it's great to have you here. We're going to do a quick little introduction, and then we'll do the introduction for the folks at home. And when I say folks at home, there's four of them. And they've been sitting there hitting that 15 seconds ahead button to get to the point that you come on. Um, so I'm Nate. I'm kind of the lead host um, just because I talk the most. Uh, you can't see him, but over here is Joey. I'm right here. He, hey. Nice to meet you, He Sarah. runs the tech side of this and likes to stay off camera as much as possible. The guy with the big beard and the long hair is Josh. And the guy with the short hair and beard is Casey. Hi. Hello. Nice All right. You. Thanks so much for doing this. Oh, thank you for coming on. Honestly, we're, we're very excited to have you. So for anybody listening at home, our guest tonight is Sarah Lynn. She is an incredibly talented actress. She's had 
despite being, I hate to say this, I was about to say she's had a very long career, but she's very young, and for someone this young, she's had quite a long career, uh, started out in television, mostly in Canada, I believe, and then hit it onto the big screen in movies. We're throwing up a card on screen right now so you can see some of her credits, and they are pretty impressive. She's been, she will be in Wounded Fawn that's coming to Shudder next month. Jacob's Wife, which was uh, a big hit, uh, I think it was last year or earlier this year. Uh, the Humanity Bureau with Nicolas Cage. The Exorcism of Molly Hartley, one I really like. VHS the series, and just so many more. Um, so I know you're here to talk about a wounded font, but before we get to it, we all have some questions about some other movies you've been in. We are definitely a genre group of people, so it is it is the horror that we lean in for. Um, I, w I have to ask one quick question, and it'll sound dumb, but oh, you no. you co-star with Nicolas Cage in the Humanity Bureau, which movie I absolutely love. Um, oh. So what's it like working with Nick Cage? Um... <laughs> on the one hand, it was, a, it was a dream come true because he's there's no other actor like him. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. Um, maybe in a, like just him as a person, but he's an actor is such a like he's just such an unusual performer yeah. for a film actor. Um, and on the other hand, it was not a dream come true because I was so flustered the entire shoot that I, I was I just couldn't couldn't be cool for a second. Well, you couldn't tell. I mean, yeah, no, agree. you, yeah. Well, so on screen, when I was someone else, I was fine, and then as soon as we'd laugh, I would just, I would just slam off. <laughs> well, he's such a, he's such a, I, I, okay, I'm kind of a fanboy about Cage. He's my yeah. favorite actor, and he's such a big performer. It's got to be hard for anybody to be on screen with him without him just overwhelming. And you, you held your own in every scene. You Aww. really, really did, and it was it was an amazing film. Really loved it. Um, the other one that I know I want to ask questions about is uh, Blackburn, which I actually see it listed someplace as Blackburn Asylum. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, which honestly uh, I had not heard of it. Uh, just just stumbled across it recently. Awesome film, honestly. I mean, it's got everything. If you're if you're into horror tropes, it's got a little bit of everything. You've got abandoned mind. You've got hills have eyes style backwoods redneck cannibal creatures. You've got human taxidermy. You've got an asylum. You've got it's got everything. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So what what I was actually curious about about that film is that very much looks to me like the type of film that should become it, its own – it should have spinoffs. It should have sequels. Do you know if there's been any plan to build anything else in that world? And if so, would you be interested in, in doing uh, that? Not that I've heard. Um, a friend of mine, um, Laro uh, Chartrand, uh, directed it, and he was one of the, the stunt choreographers for um, a, a series I did with Steven Seagal. And um, – He's lovely. I'd work with him anytime. Um, I would, yeah, I'd be into doing a sequel. It was, it was fun. It was a hard shoot, um, mostly nights. 
-hmm. And then uh, half of it was inside a uh, an abandoned copper mine. <laughs> okay, so I, Casey actually was was talking about. He really wanted to ask you about that, Casey. What was that about? What where the shooting location? Yeah, I mean, was? I I was just curious. You know, where where did it? Where did you film the movie? And then, you know, I was going to ask, was it actually in an abandoned mine? Or if that was mostly a set? It was. No, wow. there were no sets. There were no sets. Um, so it was near, uh, it was in Squamish in British Columbia, which okay. is like between Vancouver and Whistler. Um, the the mine part with the tracks and the, the, the you know, the dank dripping water and all that, um, it's part of a like mine museum. It's now okay. some sort of... Um, an attraction um but it was completely dark so what if we'd ever lose power it was like nobody move don't move anything wow. at all until the lights come back on and it was cold as hell and and dank i mean and then there was another location we had that i think was connected and it was the i don't know what you call it it was like the plant the processing plant or the smelting facilities or whatever and that was that was interesting. There, there was a point where I fell through the floor because there were just like <laughs> rotten floors. Ooh. Yeah, it was, it was a very, um, what's the word for it? It had a, a very special and specific mm -hmm. ambiance. So. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh, did you have anything about Blackburn before we move on? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, just, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to keep my cool, I'm going to keep my cool, and then you came on, and I'm like, yeah, I don't, there's movies and stuff. Um, <laughs> I'll come up with something in like five minutes, I promise. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'll tell you a story. I've told it before, but um, I uh, was so excited to work with Mr. Cage and saw that he was an Akira fan, and so am I, so I was like, I'm going to pack my Akira t-shirt and wear it, and hopefully we can bond over this. And one day I found a chance. I would bring it with me to set like every day. And then I was like, we got wrapped at the same time. Hang on, leave my coat open so he can see it, even though it's like far below freezing. Wait around for him to see it. He sees it. Oh my God, Akira! I love that movie. That movie's amazing. Do you like it? And I was just like, Yep. See you tomorrow. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> You know. I'm sure he didn't think anything of it. I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> you know, he's just like, this chick does not want to talk to me. So you you were in a Jacob's Wife with uh -huh. with two <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. <clears throat> two absolute legends, Barbara Crampton and Larry Fessenden. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and actually I I believe the director of that is the same director as a wounded fawn. Am I getting yes. that right? Yeah. Okay, okay. So what I was curious about with – so I know that you're a director, and – Sure, sure. I mean, sure. I, I, yeah. Well, you, you, you've, direct, you've directed one, one short film so far. Is that correct? It was like a micro short in an anthology of uh, short. Okay. Like a, so it, it was in a like um, – what do you call that? Sort of like a beautiful corpse type. Oh, uh, okay. An exquisite corpse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So – yeah. Yes, I'd love to to be in a, in a less aspirational way. Okay. Okay. Well, so my question was, so Fessenden is 
<clears throat> Excuse me, I'm so sorry. <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm getting over something. It's everything's going around right now. Uh, so Fessenden is of of course a, a legendary director in the in the horror field, and Ms. Crampton is probably one of the most beloved uh, scream queens, as it were. When you when you get to work with people like that, um, do you do you get to look to them for for advice on? on how to do things, how to build your career going forward. Do you, do you ever find yourself leaning on people like that? And are they forthcoming with that kind of, kind of advice and help? Um, Larry and I didn't talk as much. Um, we had a good conversation about his like experimental theater days, mm -hmm. um, which was really exciting to me. Something I'd love to have more experience with. Um, but I know that he is incredibly generous with his time and uh, knowledge and expertise. Um, I think he made Travis a T-shirt. I don't think Tra I think I think he made Travis a T-shirt um, that, that that just says "What would Kubrick do or what would Stanley nice. do?" I forget because frequently that was his advice to Travis on on set. You know, like I like that. Travis, like I want to do something, but is it too much or whatever? Larry was very about like the the art, you know. Really, yeah. Uh, and on the other hand, uh, not on the other hand, but like I, I've spent a lot more time with Barbara, and she is, she might be like one of the nicest and most generous people of all. Like she's yeah. she's, she's really a doll. Um, very generous with her time, and like you know, you see how she engages on on social media. Yes. Yeah. She's yeah. like with everyone all the time. She's she's wonderful. Yeah, she's she's a she's a queen. She's a queen, and we love her. We, yes. we, we what is it the kids say? We stand her. So yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah, 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 yeah. So, guys, before we move on to the the upcoming big deal, are there any other any other projects you want to ask about? Any questions you have? Um. Yeah, I've got uh, a question. I saw the. Uh, uh, you have a movie in post-production called The Island Between Tides. Mm -hmm. That sounds very interesting. Is there anything you can tell us about that and maybe when we might be able to see that? Yeah, I think they're aiming to get that out for the, you know, in the spring, early next year. Um, they, 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 it may be close enough to being finished right now so they can uh, submit it to the festival. Um, but I don't know that for sure. Um, it's, it's an adaptation of a J.M. Barry one-act play. Um, supernatural sad story. Yeah. Um, spooky and spooky and sweet and sad. Um, Donald Logue is in that, and Camille Sullivan, and uh, I, I, sorry, I'm blanking. But yeah, um, I, I play a small part in it, and it's a it's a very sweet, very sweet little film that we shot way up north in Canada. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now you. Like fishing, or not, not fishing, but there was another like plant involved, but it was a, a, a fish cannery this time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then um, I also had a question about the a wounded fawn. Um, that comes out on Shutter on the first of next month, right? Yeah. Um, and the the title of that film does that have anything to do with the character you play, Meredith? Like, where does that title come from? Um. Well. With, it, it, who knows who it's about? It seems like it's about one person, and then by the end of the movie, it may be about someone else. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I obviously have to be circumspect. Right. Yeah. Right. Don't, 
No spoilers. No spoilers. Yes, no spoilers, please, because I definitely want to be surprised. And it looks awesome. The trailer looks amazing. Yeah, it, it absolutely does. Well, and you're 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 in it with Josh Rubin, who is having really something of a moment right now. Um, between uh uh Scare Me and uh Werewolves Within and several other projects, it seems like he's just just everywhere right now. Did you did you enjoy working with him? And and you can tell us if he's a dick. Just yes. <laughs> uh, he's a nightmare. <laughs> Josh is like the kind of person you hope to work with, who is um, incredibly good at what he does, very creative, um, brings things to it that are really unexpected. I think um, his, his acting training was really serious. Like he he trained with Mike Nichols. Oh really? I did yeah, not know yeah. that. Okay. Um, so serious thespian. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah truly. Um, uh, a theater guy and uh, started doing the comedy stuff, and he's he, he's a genuinely hilarious person. So like, uh, he has all that sort of comedy experience and background to bring to to a horror, which which is wonderful. And I wouldn't say that he's necessarily being funny in the movie, but there's. I don't know. He just re- related to the character in a way that I have not been seen. It's such a character like that, you know, a, a very, very bad guy. Yeah. Kind of like Negan in The Walking Dead. Like, uh, okay. I love Negan, and, but he's a very, he's a very bad character. That character but, wears but, thin but so fast. He, he, he says some things that are just, I think, are hilarious, and I don't think he's meaning to be funny, but they just come across as, as hilarious. Yeah, and it's a, it's a good sort of um, disarming and kind of uncomfortable uh, note to play to add to to that um, you know chord we've all seen so many times. Um, yeah, yeah, Josh, I can't say enough good things about it. And then off camera, he's just entertaining. Like he's he's the kind of person who walks into a room and people start smiling before they even know he's walked into the room. Oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's wonderful. Um, I hope you get a chance to talk to him if you haven't already. Yeah. No, we have not. We have not. We would love to, though. We would yeah. love to. Yeah. Um, so this this movie's coming from Shudder. Um, mm-hmm. Jacob's wife was a Shudder original. We're seeing a lot of honestly the the best horror films are ending up right at Shudder now. Um, and I've noticed that basically for streaming, it's Shudder, it's Streambox, it's Hulu, and those three are vacuuming up the horror, which means that if you go out there to Netflix, they have nothing. They have nothing. They have, they have five direct to video horror movies that no one actually wanted to see. Um, do you, do you think that's exciting to have, have a, a great streaming service that is focused on these kinds of kinds of movies? And do you see yourself being in more productions that are, that are financed or distributed by shutter? Oh, I sure hope so. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, I didn't see it d- directly as cast, but um, the amount of creative license and support they gave to uh, to, to Travis and the filmmakers and, and all of us, of course, um, was really unusual. Like they, they really were just like, we believe in your vision, make your movie. And um, they, they, they really love horror there too. You yeah. know, like that's not, always the case at a, at, at a place, you know, but they, they, they love it. They know it really well. Um, I, yeah, I'd be very happy. To so, so um, I, w- I was curious, and this is something I'm always curious about because I, I don't know the inner workings of, of Hollywood because, you know, I'm, I'm a critic. I'm, I'm a viewer. Um, so 
did you did you end up in a wounded farm because of Jacob's wife, or would you did you have to did you have to come in and audition for it, or did you show interest and and the director say, oh yeah, definitely because of what she did in the earlier film? Um, Travis, uh, Travis, <laughs> Travis, and I, uh, we're we're together. We're in oh, okay. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, and so he got the script from um, from a writer named Nathan Faudry, and he really, really liked it and reworked it a little bit and uh, was like, I think you'd be really good in this part. Give it a read, see what you think. And I read it and was like, I love her. You know, I have a lot of ideas of things I want to, you know, sort of give her, like arm her with, so to speak, and... Um, yeah, it was it was cool to to read it and to eventually be able to do it, you know, um, to get sort of approved by everybody in the end, uh, because we had so many conversations while he was rewriting and while he was writing um, that I felt like I just I knew it inside and out, mm -hmm. and uh, that's such an unusual experience to, to have so much time and like to be so familiar with the like cogs of a, of a script. For me these days, anyway, you know, usually yeah. the lead time on a movie, in my experience, is quite short. So. Yeah. Yeah. So how yeah. long was the how long was the production? Um, I want to say thirty days total. Oh, that's fast. Okay. It, it, it's fast, yeah, but um, it's a lot longer than a lot of things these days. You know, um, Josh and I both are used to twelve or fifteen day Ooh. shoots. Okay. Um, which, uh, which is nice because yeah. you know how to just like get, get to it right yeah. yeah. noodling to you know, get to the get to the goods. Um, I think like twenty of those days consecutively were nights, oh. complete nights. So it was a it was a, a funny experience to all be on the day. Cold too, I take it. It seems like you you're in a lot of cold. Yeah. <laughs> Shooting in the, at the beginning of like September, October in New Jersey, so it wasn't too bad. Um, okay. and indoors for most of it, but yeah, it's a, it's a weird life to <laughs> be like uh, nocturnal for so long. <laughs> so, so, but you're from Canada, so yeah. right, so so you're probably used to the cold to some extent. No, nah, so. it goes it goes away. Oh, okay. I give it a year, and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one when my family comes to visit and they're like, let's go to the beach. I'm, I'm wearing thermal socks and like, <laughs> I would have my suit on. <laughs> you know, Canadian beanie or whatever. Um, yeah. So, so uh, we sadly, none of us have gotten to see a wounded oh. fawn yet. So we'll be, we'll be seeing it uh, uh, with the rest of the world the day it drops on Shudder. We're, we're all excited. We've all watched the, uh, the trailer multiple times. Um, and also... So I haven't read anything about it because I'm very, very much, I like to go into a movie as blind as possible. If it's not in the trailer, I don't want to know it before I sit down to watch it. Um, so I don't know a lot about what it's about. I know it's a, I know it's kind of a serial killer thing, and the, the trailer makes it look like it's possibly kind of surreal in, in parts. Would you say that that's, that's kind of, yeah, what we're in for? I would say that's big time what you're in. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, see, I, I like. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm big on that. I'm a. I'm a big. Well, several of us. Three of the four of us are are big Italian horror and giallo fans. 
So you can you can get a little crazy with your serial killer movies, and yeah. we're down for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a really nice um, sort of giallo uh, aesthetic on this. Um, uh, it's even shot on film, which I think oh, nice. a lot to Th- that. Thirty-five or sixteen. 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 Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the I love the grain. Sixteen millimeter. I I'm sorry. I'm I'm an old guy, and I I, I miss the grain of film. I miss the look of film, yeah. and I hate even when you see remasters of movies that were shot on film, and they they've taken the grain out and they sterilized mm-hmm. it. Oh, it makes me so sad. It makes mm-hmm. me so sad. It, yeah. It ruins it. Yeah. Yeah. We were just uh, the the bunch of us uh, uh, several weeks ago. We're watching a movie called Death House, and it's a—it's not a great movie, but it's okay. Um, but when it started, it's—it's it's clearly 16 millimeter, and the print was in terrible shape. And the first thing was Casey said, "Oh, that looks wonderful," and I'm like, "Yep, this is going to be great, no matter what happens. Looks great." Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I can relate. So that so that that decision to shoot on film. Um, is that is was that an aesthetic choice? Was it done for any sort of financial reasons or? It was an aesthetic choice. Um, uh, my understanding of the story is that uh, Joe Bagos and Josh Ethier made a couple films. Do you know them? Their movies. No, I, I don't recognize the name off the top of my head. Uh, they right now they have um, what's it called? It's a Christmas movie about a killer robot Santa Claus, and it's incredible. Oh, okay, okay. Um, oh, I, I know what you're talking are you, about. Are you talking about the new one coming out? Yeah. Soon? Yeah, yeah, that looks awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so they've been shooting on film, and Travis was talking to them about it because the sort of prevailing understanding or myth is that no one can afford to shoot on film anymore. It's it's too expensive. Uh, so if you're if you don't have a huge budget, you can't do it. And they were like, "Wow, well, we figured out how to do it, and it it doesn't cost more. You just sort of have to. It's it's just about where you allocate things. So so Travis made it work, and yeah, um, I think everyone is much happier for it. You know, like <laughs> it makes it it makes a really big difference. Well, see, I was already in, but now I'm I'm double sold on the film. So. <laughs> Yeah, Christmas, bloody Christmas. Is the that's movie. it. That's it. Thank you so much. Oh, that's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> um, well, uh, I think we're going to do a, a live tweet on um, the first when it comes out. Outstanding. Uh, we'll put out, put out uh, you know, details online about that. And, yeah, but let me know if you want to talk after the movie. <laughs> oh, we, oh, we would love to. We would love to. So I'm, I'm interested. Are you planning on doing any conventions, anything like that? Um, I would love to. I've never done one, so I'm not exactly sure how to get uh, in on that. <laughs> but, but you know, who I should ask is Barbara Crampton. Because yes, yeah, she, yeah, she. Yeah. And she's so, she's awesome. She's just awesome. She's awesome to everybody. And you know. Maybe she's annoyed with all of us fans, but she would never let anyone know. I mean, no, you could I never know. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe she's annoyed with all of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's just a genuinely friendly person who really appreciates yeah. all the love she gets from you guys. Yeah, she's she is awesome. She's awesome, and and you're awesome too. Honestly, oh. <laughs> what what's your next project? You know what's what's up next for you? Um, not officially, no. Um, I'm waiting to hear back about a couple things. Um, one of them that I'm really hoping comes through will be in 
French. It's like a French okay. sort of screwball kind of weekend at Bernie's ish. Okay. Oh, nice. That okay. Was, I think, really, really fun. And I played the like American, American in France. Will it be shooting in France? Yeah, yeah. Ah, see, that would be that would be wonderful too. So, oh, yeah, yeah, get to yeah. get to work in France and spend your yeah. off time uh, going to the lovely cafes and the museums and yeah, please, yeah. that'd be yeah. great. So, I, it, it takes place in Monaco, but um, we'll see. We'll see. I have no idea where they plan yeah. to shoot. Yeah, yeah, outstanding, outstanding. Yeah. So, guys, what are the questions you guys have? I've been kind of uh, taking up all of the time. So, <laughs> Joey, you uh, have a question. No, Joey's shy. I'm shy. <laughs> I've, I've got I've got another one. So, you know, you've been in uh, quite a mix of film genres from comedy to horror. Uh, what is your favorite genre to work in? Um, I don't know that I have one. Um, sounds like sort of a like, cop-out answer, but I think I just feel really lucky to get to do all those ones because... Um, you know, in, in horror, I love the, it's just like colorful, it's not literally like sort of the, the energy of it is really colorful. There's lots to play with, it's like bigger and louder, and I like, I like horror movies myself. Um, and it's also really physical, which is why I like action stuff too. Um, it's just, it's really nice to like learn a fight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Someone, you know, or... or <laughs> run around a lot it kind of makes acting easier when you're yeah. body a bunch so i'd like to do more comedy i find i think that's the one that um, i find the most daunting see yeah, I, I think i saw you were in some christmas yeah 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 some christmas movie yeah. uh that looks fun yeah um, i played twins in that in that yeah way. twin hijinks at christmas <laughs> it was really is, is, is that is that very challenging playing twins no not for no. me no. um it was logistically for everyone else because the twins actually did a life swap. Okay. So it was like, which twin are you and which, or which twin are you pretending to be? Uh, it was uh, a little tricky, but for me, I was just like, it doesn't matter who I'm pretending to be. I know. So, um, so was that, is that kind of like a freaky Friday type thing or was it just, you, you decided to swap places? Yeah. It was more of a like country mouse, city mouse. Okay. In a way, you know, there's like the big city gal um, who's like, oh, oh, I've got to work all Christmas, and then the the the, the like her her twin sister who's you know lives in a in a smaller town, and she's not gonna have her kids for Christmas. She's gonna be alone, and they're like, well, why don't we just swap? You can rest, and I'll have things to do. And then of course it goes wrong. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and romance happens, but then it's sort of like, well, who did I? <laughs> <laughs> and hijinks ensue. Hijinks, hijinks, yeah. <laughs> what is your, uh, you know, on the flip side, what is your favorite uh, fil kind of film to watch? I mean, do you prefer watching comedy or horror? Or... Again, I don't know that I have a favorite genre. You just like all the movies. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Like, um, I have really specific tastes, but they they feel so specific. Like, either I like mm. this movie or this, or I don't like yeah. this. It's not necessarily because of its uh, trappings or style. I, it's just sort of like yeah. I just like this movie. Like, I don't. Yeah. Um, Do you watch your own movies? 
I do more now than I used to. Yeah, sometimes I, I think I think I've gotten to a place where I don't sort of spin out. You know, watching them, I can watch it and be sort of like, okay, that didn't work, or this was okay, and sort of figure out how to and where to adjust. But yeah, I, I feel pretty okay watching them. I really, really like a wounded fawn. Uh, well, we're excited yeah. to see it. Yeah, I'm sure we will too. It looks awesome. Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. Yeah, yeah. At the festival that we do to watch with the, the crowd and you know the the response was pretty overwhelmingly positive and enthusiastic, or at least like um, enthusiastically. What the fuck was that? Oh, <laughs> oh no, you can. Yeah, you all, all oh, the yeah, profanity you, you want here. This is strictly so, for kids. We're, being, <laughs> we're all being on our best behavior because we have a guest, but like forty percent of this show is poop jokes. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Um, well, I don't know. Yeah. Anything. I like the ones that make me scared, laugh, or cry. Like, yeah, oh, make you yeah. feel something. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I we were just earlier we were talking about because they brought up they brought up some comedy film that's important, and I said I hadn't seen it. I don't watch a lot of comedies. I said I like movies that are are crazy horror are deeply meaningful or that make me want to kill myself. And those are the three genres that I enjoy. <laughs> well, American Pie was what we were talking about. Oh, that's what about. you're talking I'm about. Sure yeah, you, you would get it. one of those feelings out of it. I'm sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think the main one we were talking about was Dazed and Confused, which, come on, it's a cult yeah. classic. Yeah, it, it, yeah. All right, all right, all right. I don't, I don't know. I can't. I just can't do it. <laughs> Does McConaughey kill anybody? Uh, no. Does no. anyone have an existential crisis? Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Is Oliver Reed in it? Uh, no. All right, see, it's got another things I need. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So, a wounded fawn is coming out on December first on yeah. Shutter. Uh, that's Shutter in the U.S. Do we know if it's we, we do we do possibly have people in Europe and Canada listening to us? We get a download oh, once in a while. On. No, we do. We get downloads once in a while from various <laughs> European countries and Canada. Um, do we know if it's going to be on Shutter in Canada? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think there's Shutter. If if there's Shutter in Canada, it'll be in Shutter in Canada, and it'll okay. be in Shutter. It'll be anywhere where there's Shutter. You can watch Wounded All right. Outstanding. Outstanding. Mm -hmm. So we want to thank you so much for being with us tonight. We mm -hmm. we hope that we didn't waste too much of your time and, and ask too many stupid questions or ask the same questions everyone asks. No, 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 no. Not at all. <laughs> I really, really appreciate it. And uh, I, I wish we had we were doing longer, but why don't we just uh, talk again some other time? Yeah, let's get can we get you on after after the uh, premiere and we've all had a chance to see it and review it and come on and tell you how much we love it or how no, confused I, we are by it. You can tell me you didn't like it and, you can, and I'll convince you you're wrong. And then... <laughs> deal. We got a deal. Very cool. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you again so much. Thank no. you. And I will uh, send you a link when it's up online. Ooh, awesome. Thank you. You have a great night. Thanks, right. guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. That was awesome. Yeah. That she is so cool. Yeah, very cool. I <sighs> felt bad that I didn't have better questions, but I just I, I don't normally well, interview. We just do back and forth or have people 
Yeah, I was I was like that kid in this Christmas story where he's like talking over and over and over to Ralphie about how he's gonna talk to Santa and then he get up to Santa and just fucking start screaming yeah. and scared. Well that's that's but, normally how I do it, so Whoops. Well, do we wanna wrap? Yeah, let's uh let's yeah. wrap it up. So let's said hip hop hip into hip hop, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no I You said rap. Wu Tang clan ain't nothing to fuck with. All right, all right, so let's go ahead and do a, a tease. We are definitely going to be talking very soon about a wounded fawn, and it looks like we might get to have Miss Sarah Lynn back on. Uh, I think that will be exciting. Um, yeah, we, I'll try to talk then. We're going to try to get an end-of-year best-of episode together for anyone who wants to see it, and we might have a couple of little surprises in that. Uh, we might do a small giveaway and also – one of the best films of the year might not be from this year. So there's that. This has been Bloodfest the Podcast. If you enjoy what we do, give us a like, a share, a follow. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your aunt. Get, your na- get our name tattooed on your butt. Whatever you want. Check us out on Twitter. Bloodfest. Blood, what are we at? Bloodfest Pod? At Bloodfest Podcast. <laughs> you can search Bloodfest Podcast on Twitter or Facebook. We are also on Hive and TikTok, and Pinterest. We are on Pinterest. And, and OnlyFans. Hive. Hive, it's, Hive the, it's the one that's supposed to replace Twitter. If Twitter goes under, uh, then Hive's oh, there. okay. Yeah, it's like yeah, Twitter, yeah. but without like the algorithm, so you just see whatever's next. So It's very slow at loading. It is very slow at loading, yes. Yes, it is. But we, are, we have a Hive account, and www.bloodfestpodcast.com. That's triple dub, bloodfestpodcast.com. We'll see you on the flip-flop. You've made a big mistake. You're listening to Bloodfest, the podcast. There's no escape. Strap in, children. Things are going to get gooey.